why today's super connected kids are growing up less rebellious, more tolerant, less happy, and completely unprepared for adulthood and what that means for the rest of us. <laughs> That's just the title? That's just the title. <laughs> yeah. The book must be thousands of pages long. <laughs> Live your life with purpose, change someone's life for the better, and leave a lasting impact on those around you. Welcome to Finish Strong, the podcast designed to help you discover your unique purpose and develop a plan to leave a powerful legacy. Dan, Brian, and Terry are ready, so let's get started. Well, we are inundated with information these days. We have more access to information than we've ever had. And yet, what is it doing to our minds? We read a novel's worth of words every day, but it isn't the continuous, sustained, concentrated reading that's conducive to reflective thinking. Henceforth, we are eroding our capacity for wisdom. We're going to talk about that today and finish strong. I'm Dan Wheeler, joined by Brian Rowland, Terry Steen, and our fearless producer, John Matarazzo. And before we get into this topic, guys, how are you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. Well, first of all, henceforth? It's a... <laughs> Come that, on, I've been, I've been using my thesaurus. That is like oh. a pretty big word for you. It, it is. <laughs> you know what? It I got to keep good. it honest. It is good to have B back, though, isn't it? He missed it those last two. How you doing, Brian? Um, like I said, I'm hanging in here. I got a little brain fog, so if I go off the rails someplace, just you know, say, "Okay, you're done." <laughs> just pick up. <laughs> we'll we'll cut your mic off. That's all you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, the three of us have been reading the Wisdom Pyramid by a guy named Brett McCracken, and I'm going to start off by reading just a paragraph from his introduction to this book. It's fascinating. He says, our world has more and more information, but less and less wisdom. Boy, isn't that the truth? More data, less clarity, more stimulation, less synthesis, more distraction, but less stillness, more pontificating, less pondering, more opinion, less research, more speaking, less listening, more to look at, less to see, more amusements, less joy. Guys, that's that's a powerful statement right there. With all this information, people thought, wow, we're going to be smart. We're going to have so much wisdom. It's not happening, is it? No, no. And it, it just think about a world that has all of those lesser things, the lesser clarity, lesser pondering, lesser research, lesser stillness, lesser listening. All those things are overtaking our country, aren't they? Yeah, and as a result, I don't think people are as happy or as fulfilled. What say you, Brian Rowland? Uh, I'm happy and fulfilled because I'm very—I'm not not wise uh, of the world. <laughs> I'm <laughs> wise in the Word. You know, I, it's funny because I, I just opened my Bible and it opened up to, to 1 Corinthians uh, 3.18, which I think is, I'm sitting there going, boy, this is perfect for today. It says, let no man deceive himself, um, any that among you that thinks he is wise in this age— let him become foolish that he may become wise. I thought, boy, that is perfect for what we're going to talk about today. Everybody thinks that they can get instant answers, especially with their devices, their phones, their iPads. Uh, but at the same time, it's just other people's opinions mostly. And it's just you're trying to gather all this information in your head of what somebody else is putting out there. And you don't remember half of it. And with the stuff you do remember, 
it hasn't it hasn't ever been verified <laughs> to you just reading it, and so you don't become wise. You become foolish in that sense. Yeah, we have uh, become the digital age. There are there's a whole generation of kids growing up living their lives through their iPhones, through their mm-hmm. smartphones, and. It really is curious to me, and Brett McCracken even brought this up in the Wisdom Pyramid, his book. He said uh, the logo is an apple with a bite mark for the iPhone, and that's a, a nod to Eve's original sin. We had She wanted to eat of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and that's the one tree God said not to. So we, we have this insatiable thirst for knowledge but just like with Adam and Eve, it can lead to a lot of grief. Mm-hmm. You know, Dan, one thing you mentioned about the teens, and I know even for myself that it's becoming a challenge to not let social media overtake me. But I was reading an article, and there was some uh, study done in the Gospel Coalition, and it says nearly half of U.S. teens say they are never not online. Mm. Wow. Is that not amazing? It, it's like 95% of them use YouTube, 19% use it almost constantly. So there's 20% of people that you these kids that are constantly on it. And then 67 use TikTok and it works its way on down. 46% use the internet almost constantly. So the statistics back up what you were just saying. And it is scary. Boy, it really is. I was going to say, everyone, which I read in the book there, it says everyone has a megaphone, but no one has a filter. And isn't mm. that the truth, what you were just saying? So true. It's got something to say, so you're reading what everybody else says, but it's not filtered at all. And you wonder what it's doing to these kids, because we grew up playing outside <laughs> right. at yeah. the ball field or building something with, you know, our Lincoln Logs or just using our imagination these kids are, they're passive. They're just watching all this entertainment and all this stuff. And as uh, Brett McCracken said, it's really rewiring our brain. And, and Terry, you mentioned even as adults, you know, you go online and you're skimming and you're scanning and there's, there's no continuity. You know, you're just, it's aimless. Like you can watch uh, a silly video then you can move right into a political argument, into <laughs> yeah. a golf video into news, there's no connection. And so we're reading all this information and we remember nothing. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think a couple things that get me, normally I like to start my morning reading my Bible, first thing. Mm-hmm. And I have caught myself as I, I begun to check my phone first and I have three or four newsletters on there. So then I'm curious as about, about what's in the news that day. So I'll open one and start working through, and then there's embedded mm-hmm. links. <laughs> and before I know it, I've spent a half hour to an hour going through newsletters, and I've pushed my Bible reading off. And fortunately, I'm retired and can typically get to it, but I can understand how somebody could miss their window and maybe not read their Bible that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's something interesting. C.S. Lewis in the Screw Tape Letters, which was written decades and decades ago, talked about how vulnerable we are because of our aversion to the horror of the same old thing. 
We want mm. something new. We need to be constantly entertained. And I see it with these kids today, you know, with, with my own grandkids. They always want to have something exciting happening, but they're not taking the time for reflective learning and reading. So there's something called the death of truth, which is happening. And that is where each person has become their own authority. You know, Rene Descartes, I think, therefore I am. John Locke, they all had, uh, they were philosophers who, uh, they also held to this feeling that we are the arbiters of truth. And boy, when everybody's living their own truth, that can lead to deep problems in society. Yeah, yeah. Yep, sure can. It just reminds me of the, the saying, uh, um, to each their own, you know, you do you, me mm-hmm. do me, that type of thing, mm-hmm. exactly where it's leading to. Yeah. In 2018 at the Golden Globes Award, Oprah Winfrey gave an acceptance speech, and she said, what I know for sure is that speaking your truth is the more th- most powerful tool we all have. But, you know, the Bible talks about in Judges 21:25, when every man was doing what was right in their own eyes, that's a recipe for disaster. Proverbs 14:12 says, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So looking within for truth is a dangerous trend, and it's really taking over our world today. Yeah, and when you you talk about knowledge and wisdom, and the world is gets very confused on that because they look at knowledge the same as wisdom, but knowledge is really intellect. We have a world of intellectuals, but that doesn't mean they have wisdom because wisdom is knowing what to do with the knowledge you've acquired. Right. And that's the problem. They have knowledge that they think is truth, but that's not wisdom. Yeah, your truth ultimately leads to loneliness and depression because you're losing your connectivity with others. And we are not islands. We need each other. It's killing our sense of community. And um, there's a lady named Jean Twenge. She wrote a book about the I generation. And this is a very long title. The title of her book is Why Today's Super Connected Kids Are Growing Up Less Rebellious, More Tolerant, Less Happy, and completely unprepared for adulthood and what that means for the rest of us. That's <laughs> just the title? That's just the title. <laughs> just the, title. <laughs> yeah. the book must be thousands of pages long, but, uh, you know, they're all connected, but really they're not. Well, you know, it's also said uh, in the book there, I thought it was interesting, that mental health among the iGen began spiking after the debut of the iPhone in 2007. So isn't that isn't interesting? It? Yeah. Once they had an iPhone where they can, and a phone that they can sit there and they can uh, get onto the internet and start doing everything with, is when the mental health started going down with our uh, our I generation kids. And I think what they're missing is, we don't get to choose whether something is true or not. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't get to invent truth. Mm-hmm. We just have to search it out and accept it. And and that's where they're trying to invent their own truth. Yeah, and you think about with all this knowledge and with all this entertainment, depression is now the leading cause of disability worldwide with over 300 million suffering from it across the globe. That's according to Gene Twenge in this book. And mm. uh Brett McCracken talks about the wisdom pyramid. You know, it's interesting because in his book, he compares the food pyramid 
to the wisdom pyramid. And when we're getting all this um, constant stimulation and a little bit of this, a little bit of that, he's like, he said it's like snacking or just eating candy or fast food. We're not getting meat, you know, which Paul talked about in Corinthians. I fed you with milk, not with meat. We're not yeah. getting real truth and substance. And, and you're right. Our society knows no truth. Hey, how about the fact checkers online? Who are yeah. these fact checkers? Right, right. And where do they have the truth? And where do they get their facts? That really drives me crazy. Oh, That's my goodness. Social media, even the any of them, Facebook, any of them, they sit there and they pull something off saying that they fact checked it and it was an untruth. Yeah. And then you sit and look at it and you realize that it was that person's opinion. Right, exactly. There was well, nothing the, that could have proven that to not be true. There's a popular fact finding or something out there they're supposed to be verifying, and it ended up that it was a husband and wife. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say the name of them, but it ended up as a husband and wife that was saying if this was fact or not. Oh, boy. Where are we getting our facts? Where are we getting our truth? Where are we getting our wisdom? And, you know, you look at um, this disconnection and living through the lens, and it's even divided us from our own bodies. When you look at what's happening with gender confusion has little to do with biology. It, it seems like we're, we're being um, almost disconnected from our own bodies. Oh, yeah. That's something that's as it irritates me probably more than any other cultural shift that's taking place is the whole issue of being able to decide for yourself if you're a male or a female. And so much of society is feeding into this. And you sit back and you go, those of us who know the absolute truth, those of us who live our lives based on God's word, it's quite obvious to us. But we have a world of people who don't have that truth as a reference point and I just read an article uh, yesterday or the day before where the court, somebody, gave approval for a male who has male genitalia but considers himself a female to be able to go into a female prison and stay in a female prison. And all those types of things are just such slippery slopes. You know, too, there was one, one article I was reading, or maybe it was in the book, that was talking about how these the kids in the I, I generation, how they, now there, there was a, uh, a story about a, a guy, uh, he's like 5'8 or something, and he, he was identifying as a 6'5 six, five, six, six, five Chinese woman. Yeah, actually, and, I saw and, that and, video, Brian, when it came yeah. out. Yeah. And, they, and they were, they were, kids are having a hard time saying, no, that's not true, because everything is based on feelings now, not on knowledge and fact. It's how do you feel. How do you feel about this? I, w I want to be a woman. I don't want to be a woman. I want to be a man. Don't want to be, you know, it's, it's all in the feelings now and not in fact. Well, Romans one twenty two comes to mind. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah. there are a lot of very smart people, very intellectual people. But where is their wisdom? Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. And so, Terry, where... Should we be looking for our truth and our wisdom? Well, it's got to be the Word of God. A fearless faith, the three of us are not here to offend anybody. We're not here to make anybody mad. But the reality is we are here to proclaim the Word of God. 
and to proclaim that truth. And when we keep that as our bottom line focus point, our true north, we have no option but to potentially disagree with some people that have those kind of thoughts and those kind of feelings. Right. And, you know, as Christians, we're told to do everything out of love. So we love these people. We, we love everyone. Yeah. And we want people to know the truth that we've found. We've experienced it in our own lives. We, we know the power of the word. When you read the Bible, there is a whole level of wisdom there that you don't get from any other book. Mm-hmm. So for us here at Fearless Faith and in the Finish Strong podcast, the Bible is our source of truth and wisdom. And, and wisdom, we said it earlier, Terry, I think you said it, it's not just knowledge or data processing or facts or even knowing the right answer. It's how to live wisely. Yeah. And the Bible tells us living wisely is living rightly, right in God's eyes. Yeah. And if you have that source, if you have the Bible, which is inspired by God's holy word, we have the spirit within us that can give us the knowledge and wisdom we need to live each day and make our decisions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last week, I was talking to a neighbor of mine, and she was very distraught. She had a big decision to make, and she didn't know what to do. And in that discussion, I talked to her a little bit uh, a a day or two before and told her I'd pray for her and told her that God could help her. I believe that God could reveal the answer to her and give her peace. And in that process, she said, well, I was in, I was thinking about contacting someone, a hypnosis person to try to hypnotize me. Oh my. And it just reinforced and and made me realize where our world is without God Mm -hmm. and where do they search? If they don't have the word as their base, they're searching everywhere. They're trying to get someone else to get into my head to tell me what's in there to make a decision. I mean, how? no wonder you're anxious. No wonder you're depressed. No wonder you're stressed. No wonder you don't know what to do and where to turn. There's only one place to turn, isn't there? Mm-hmm. It's true. And then one thing I read in the book here that really hit home to me, especially during this section that we're talking about, it says... We cannot be wise apart from God. God is the standard, the definition, the source, and the keeper of all wisdom. Boy, isn't that the truth, too? When we get away from it, that's when you see how foolishness sets in. Boy, it is. Uh, James 3.17 says, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Hmm. Wisdom is God-created, God-given, God-fearing, God-oriented. And boy, I I think with all this stuff going on on the internet, it's just, it's, we need to tune it out. We need to be focused. And and I want to talk to our producer because he's a lot younger than us guys. You know, we're in our 60s, maybe Brian's in his 70s. He might be. (laughs) We can't confirm that. We have to check with our fact checkers. Uh, But uh, he can neither deny nor confirm. John Matarazzo, you're 37 and you've grown up more in this era of digital information, social media, internet, 
Have you found that it's a challenge for you to keep um, your mind focused on what's right and to kind of control screen time? Oh my goodness. Yeah. One of the most humbling things that I get a notification on my phone every week that shows me my screen time. I know. It shows me how much yeah. how much time I've spent per day. And now that all my devices are, you know, I have a, a, a MacBook Pro, a, a Mac computer at work, I've got my iPad, I've got my Apple uh, iPhone, like all of these things, it, it combines all that. And it's like, I'm spending sometimes eight hours a day in front of a screen. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, <laughs> no wonder I can't focus on anything. Yeah, right. And so I, there's times where I intentionally try to set a timer on my phone and put it on the other side of the room just so that I can have some peace and quiet for myself and obviously try to get that time with the Lord too. Uh, but even the Bible's on, on my phone. Yeah, The Bible app and the devotion that I use is on my phone. So it's, it's driving you to be distracted all the time. So it's, it's nice that it's with me, but at the same time, it's, it just it distracts me and pulls me away. So I have to limit myself. Yeah, as soon, as soon as I turn my volume on on my phone in the morning and flip the sound on, man, it starts pinging at me and it's wanting my attention. It's calling to us. But I always make it a point to read my Bible app, the verse of the day first, and then go into my devotional and Bible before I do any of that. Now, there are some good uses for the internet and for our phones. And, you know, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that, John, because Fearless Faith Ministries is one of them. And uh, John has a podcast that is excellent, too, called Along the Way, Mm -hmm. which I hope you'll listen to. You can find it on the podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts. But so we're using this tool and trying to put some good out there because, guys, let's face it, it is the marketplace it's where people are. And with our phone, we have the capacity now. We have over 35,000 followers on Facebook. Uh, we're closing in on 110,000 downloads on our um, our podcast here and then YouTube and all these things. But we're going to talk about next week some good uses of it, but how you have to be focused when you go in there. Because if you don't have a plan... All these voices, all these forces are pulling at you. Um, Brian, how do you control it? I, I'm just going to ask you guys real quickly here. Uh, we're getting near the end of this podcast, but it's we have to control it. Or like John said, we're spending eight hours a day on a screen. Well, I, I agree with John. I get this. It pops up telling me my screen time, and I'm amazed. It'll, I, I try to see if my next one will come in saying you're down this week. I keep trying to push towards that. But it happened to me before we moved, actually, that I quit watching the news, for one thing, on TV, mm. on, my, on my phones, everything, on, on my computer. I just quit doing that because that took up so much of my time, just watching that and then getting in arguments with the TV center with my iPad. You know? <laughs> Who <laughs> wins I was, those? I was yeah. winning. <laughs> yeah, you were winning because you get but the last word. That's, that's it. right. Yeah, that's it. But, it, you know, it wasn't making me any smarter, that's for sure. And it was ruining my day more than anything else and um, taking me away from my time with God. And that was one thing for sure that I, I, I knew that it was just a time sieve, you know, just taking so much time away. So I had to learn to put that aside and, cha- and change my way of thinking when I was going to use a device or not. Boy, it's true. Terry, do you have any quick advice about how to keep from that? It's almost like a rabbit hole of, of social media. You can go down... 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The interesting comment in the book that said the antidote to dangerous distractibility. We're talking about being distracted. It's purpose, focus, and intention. And in Proverbs 4.25, it says, let your eyes look straight ahead. So mm-hmm. I try to focus on intention. I'm trying to be more intentional throughout the day to schedule the things I need to schedule and to be active and only allow myself to sit and have access to those things at a specific amount of time in the day. So I think intentionality is going to be the key because if we're not, it's a default, isn't it? A default mechanism. Mm-hmm. Well, we want to finish strong in our lives and we don't want to be spending all this time needlessly. The Bible says redeeming the time for the days are evil and they really are. And a verse that I'd like to leave everyone with is Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. You can't be still with all this noise out there. I'll use another big word, the cacophony. Whoa. Cacophony. I think I said Cacophony. Yeah. But it means a lot of noise. We need to filter it out. We've talked about a lot of things today, how our brains are being rewired by social media, how there's been a death of truth because each person is its own, has become their own authority and they're looking within for truth and our society knows no truth. You, you can't tell who the fact checkers are and what the facts are anymore. So remember, wisdom, seek it, know God's word, know his truth. I hope that inspires you today. We so appreciate you joining us for another edition of Finish Strong. And we hope to see you next time. And remember, give us a review if you want. And uh, share this with other friends and family who you think need to hear about it. Maybe it's your kids or your grandkids. Maybe it's you. God bless. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Finish Strong. For more information about Finish Strong and Fearless Faith, check out their website, ffaith.org. Make sure that you rate and review this podcast to help more people accomplish their God-given purpose so that together we can finish strong.